episode of Religion and Relationships. I am your host, Bradford. And I am your host, Miguel. And today, we are continuing our series, You're a Christian, Now What? Mm. And today, we are going to tackle being in community. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What is community? Well, what is a good community to be plugged into? What are signs of a bad community? So um, we already talked about reading the word. And in the word is where you're going to find outlines and descriptions of what a good and bad community are, what a community in Jesus holistically is um, as being a body of Christ. Definitely. So we're going to dive right in. Let's do it. But before so, uh, before we do so, we want to talk about quickly some announcements, some upcoming, mm. some celebrations. Yes, yes. And some sad news. Yeah, for some for sad some. news. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are, as you know, we're at Moody Bible Institute, and mm -hmm. um, hopefully pursuing, um, God willing, we're going to complete our um, education here and serve him in the right way. Um, but Miguel here has some news. So uh, next semester, I'll be an RA, which is a resident assistant. I basically will be uh, there for people to rely on to assist people as they're going through their time at Moody on my floor. It's exciting. I can't wait to be able to minister to my floor mates and my peers and just really help them as they continue to walk with God and answer, you know, just do life with them. I'm excited. Uh. And this is bad news for me because yeah. I'm a very picky uh, floor mate um, or even a roommate. So I know he he knows me. We know each other so well. So he knows I'm a light sleeper. And since I'm losing my 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 buddy old pal, you know, Aww. I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to learn. This is definitely gonna be a learning curve for me, and yeah. as well as for him. So be in prayer for mm -hmm. both of us. Um, but other than that, everything's going well, uh, getting yep. good grades in school here, and we're going to continue to try to, uh, again, pump out these episodes and want to yep. hear from you guys. So, uh, let's get into it. So what is community? Hmm. Well, and in, as you could see in our day and age, we have a bunch of communities. There's clubs, activities, um, but what, what really defines a, a community? So, here on the Webster Dictionary, it is the, the definition is a unified body of individuals, such as the people with common interests or living in a particular area, which could be, let's say, dorms or, um, you know, the Brooklyn community, the Miami community, yeah. the Chicago community, or even a group of people with a common, with a common characteristic or interest living together within a larger society. So this is more ideals. Mm -hmm. um, like we are the Christian community, um, and or we are a church community, a church community, or my church community is Lombard. Yeah. Or your church community is the Brook, for example, or mm -hmm. just a few churches names more specifically. So, uh, as you know, when you involve yourself in community, you, you feel accepted. That's one mm -hmm. of the big things is feeling accepted, feeling loved, feeling like you're support, like you belong. Yeah. Um, and this really kind of makes it's like we're supposed to be together 
you know, it feels like you can't you can't really tackle life alone. It's not fun to talk about sports alone. Yeah, it's not fun to uh, do yoga alone or or go to a club um, like a painting club or or even a um, I don't know any sort of any sort of club alone. It it's like we are. It feels like we are built for community. Yeah. So why is community so important? Like why can't we just go through this life? individually Mm -hmm. well for one thing it brings us together community when you have a common interest a common goal brings all of us together um oh you like green i like green oh you like you like the green bay packers i don't like the green bay packers (laughs) (laughs) i guess we're splitting (laughs) you know um so it 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 what community does is it grows ideas thoughts, um, and it's just to improve the community as a whole, yeah, or even the individual. Mm-hmm. So the individual needs, but it also represents the body of Christ and what God intended. I would say it can. It can. It can. Yes, and I think that's it's this idea that alludes to where. Community is a system of people coming together, realizing that, hey, I would love to be able to do this with people I enjoy or people who just have similar ideas as me. I don't want to do this alone. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the church, when you look at the body of Christ, you're able to see uh, a whole, an actual representation of what it's meant to be. Yes. Of what it's supposed to look like. For example, people helping each other. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. we, one of the main uh, fact, not factors, but attributes of a good Christian community, and we're not going to dive into that just yet, but just, just as a, a little teaser, is helping one another. Like, we are supposed to be a community of helping and loving and growing each mm-hmm. other um, and lifting each other up individually. So that brings us to... Our next part, which is what does God say about community? Now, mm-hmm. this, is, this is really important. And I think we're going to spend most of our time here uh, because we have a lot of scripture uh, we want to kind of give to you guys. And we, we also urge you to read your word, get into the word, and you know, figure out what God, what God says about community. Because it is very important, especially when choosing a church, that you understand what God says about it, and how he def- how he views what a church should look like, what a community should look like, mm-hmm. how it's um, edifying ed- edifying to yourself and to um, others around you, to the people around you. Yeah. So, um, if you look into the Book of Acts, great place, all about community. It is the foundation of the church. The um, Jesus Christ has just ascended into the heavens and has mm-hmm. has given them a final um um i guess a, uh what do you call it when you just give them oh final command that's there the we word. go <laughs> i was like i don't know what, what are you looking for but i don't know i just drew a blank there he gave him his final command which is you know to to spread the gospel and to be you know basically begin the church mm-hmm. now um 
And it's funny because after after he ascended, there are everybody like these five hundred plus people were just looking up at the sky, and then the angel appears out of nowhere and says, "What are you guys doing? <laughs> Go do your job. <laughs> Don't you have a job to do?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but you see, you see basically how all the apostles um, go in and they they wait for the spirit to be to, to land land on them. That's the day of Pentecost. Um, mm-hmm. They and the spirit lands. Uh, they it gives them the gifts of that Jesus had each individually, and they began to celebrate in tongues, um, and and just high off high off the spirit. <laughs> yep. And yep. Um, we they basically start the church and yep. start building this uh, Christian community. Each one giving as they're called to do even all of them some of them uh, well i think a lot of them were giving all of their land yep. all of their possessions uh, all donating to the church because the church would redistribute it to the to the ones to the, poor, to the needy to those who actually needed it and i think an important thing to notice in acts one of the things that they did the apostles that is in the beginning they would go to churches and almost administered the Holy Spirit's people, like give out, almost if it was giving out the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a clear recognition that for a, commu- for a Christian community or for a proper community, the Holy Spirit's needed. So that as they keep going, as they keep doing their thing, the church is able to reflect what the apostles are doing and continue to give to need and continue to help to the poor. Um, I think that's, that's something to notice because I don't think if the church had the Holy Spirit, we'd still be the church in the same manner. With the church, it won't be. Uh, I don't think the church would be unified with yeah. Christ. Yes, and because that's one of the major attributes um, is that uh, Jesus Christ, being as a part of this Trinity, mm-hmm. God the Father, uh, the Son, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus yeah. had the Holy Spirit with him. Um, we each get a, a portion of that spirit to do the works of of Christ, mm-hmm. um, and to emulate Christ in that way of of, um, hey, you know, some people are giving gifts of of speaking in tongues or or uh, a healing or you know, like those are the more extreme ones or just pastoring and teaching from the Bible. You know, First yeah. Corinthians goes into that very well, um, so. We see. I urge you to read Acts yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Just read the whole thing. Like it's it's a really good read. You see um, the different conflicts of the church and how uh, this one couple tried to lie to the apostles and even to the church really and say, "Hey, yeah, we sold our land," and it, and they got struck dead. <laughs> and it's just like not a good move. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, you just read it through yourself and through for yourself and. Um, let us know what your what your thoughts are on the foundation of the of the church, and if you have anything you want to ask, please feel free to shoot us a message. Um, DM us on Instagram, um, yep. and we'll we'll lovely lovingly try to get back to you. Um, in the way of um, either being like, hey, uh, we're gonna do more research on that. Actually, we'll we'll make that an episode, or mm-hmm. if we already know that it that information, we'll try to give it uh give it to you as as we see fit so um but we're gonna go into our first um excuse me our first 
scripture here, which is 1 John 1, 7. Um, and as a lazy man myself, I don't have it open already, so I'm going I'm to try to get it. <laughs> All right, so uh, I read from the NIV. Also, I also read from the ESV, but right now I'm reading from the NIV. So um, 1 John uh, chapter 1. Verse seven. Here we go. But if we if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus and his son, uh, his son purifies us all from sin. That is this is this is the first way we 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 are able to recognize that we're in not only fellowship with Jesus but fellowship with each other mm. because we're not we we're all trying to strive for yeah. the same goal of meeting meeting Jesus where he's at um we all strive and we're all blessed with the same blood the blood of Jesus which um Easter is coming up yeah you know and so his body shed I mean, um, uh, broken and his blood shed for us. So mm -hmm. we we try to um, understand that we're all on the same path, and we're all blessed by the same spirit, all um, uh, blessed by the same blood, you know, uh, or pardoned by the same blood, um, which is uh, Jesus. And we walk together. It's not I walk. It's not you walk. It's we walk mm -hmm. in the light. Mm -hmm. You know, which is really, I find is good. Um, do you have Galatians? Yeah, so uh, moving forward, Galatians 6, 2, ESV. Um, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, he, it's loving your, your neighbor as yourself, being there for them, caring with them, crying with them, hurting with them, that living life with them, seeing he has a need, how can I meet his need? Mm -hmm. um, and it's what we've been called to. It's that, that meekness, that humility, that loving, that caring, that Christ displayed while he was here on earth, um, showing us what it's like to actually love each other, the standard of what he saved us, like why he came down and died for our sins, that love. One of the biggest things I've noticed um, as, as a Christian, for just in this Galatians 6-2, is that... I've come across people who, who either walked away from the faith or are struggling because there is a failure of that um, intimate, uh, of meeting that intimate or even um, that loving need that we all have and we all share. When I have an issue, I don't want to be told, oh, just pray about it, you know? Oh, uh, mm -hmm. that's easy. Just do this, this, you know? No, I want somebody to be there with me, cry with me. You know, I don't. I know what the Bible says. Sometimes yeah. I do need to hear, rehear. But in the moment, bear my burden, like feel my pain. Um, and I've come across a few people who who say there's a lack of, um, it's it's not initiative, but that that intimacy there. You know, that connection, um of helping each other, carrying carrying the burden and being like, hey, I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to, uh, um, even though I don't have to, I'm going to lovingly meet you where you're at. Um, 
we're the next the next thing we're going to get into is James, and I think that's this uh, this is a big part, and I think it's slept on as well of the Christian faith, which is prayer and intercession. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayer is needed, you know. Yeah. Um, I think we make it a joke nowadays when we when we say, um, "Oh, I'll pray for you." Yeah. Or or thoughts and prayers, everyone. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it, we say it so empty as in we forget that it's a command that we've been called something to do for one another when we're realizing that someone's going through something. Yes. You know, James 5.16 says it very clearly, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. He would pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power in its workings. It's It's that act like, Someone confesses their sins to you or tells you their needs and you just say, I'll be praying for you, but you never do. Mm. Like, be a man of your word. Be a woman of your word. Stop and pray for them right there in that moment or whip out your phone, send yourself a text and, and say, pray for such and such on such and such. Yes. Where they're going through. Be intentional. Write their name on your hand. Um, put something in front of you. That way you're, you're recognizing it because, yeah, I mean, I think we all mess up at times when we say, I'll pray for you. And we remember someone's prayer and we just go about our day and we forget and we yet pray for them that entire day. And it also shows the person that you love them. Like, hey, yeah. I'm not going to forget because I wrote it down, mm-hmm. you know, and that later on that evening when you are in fervent prayer for yourself, because we, we make this a very selfish walk. Like, oh, I need this, God. I need that. And oh, also, don't forget about that. You know, it's like, no, like, let me pray on behalf of someone else, especially when they're struggling in their faith of, mm-hmm. I can't pray right now. I just, I just don't believe that Jesus is going to come through for me or God is going to come through for me. This, this is so, so very important that we understand that God and uh, is willing and able and wanting, wanting to, to uh, bless us, wanting to come through. Um, actually, I'm, 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 I was talking to somebody who, who struck, who was struggling with their faith and, and I was, and they just, one time I was sitting in the lounge and he just comes in and says, can you pray for me? Because I'm having a tough time. I can't yeah. do it right now. And I was like, Ooh, whoa. And I was making a peanut butter jelly sandwich. So I was like, let me put this down. Like, <laughs> you know, I was just trying to eat my yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to do this really quick and go back into my room. But, yeah. but it was just such an amazing time because after I finished my prayer, like it's like as I'm saying my prayer, I'm praying on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, and and I don't know what the fruits of that prayer is, if, if it's helping him truly or not. But uh with just the fact that he asked, and I really meant that I was going to pray for him, and I really meant it in my prayer, and yeah. I I have been praying for him since. I think matters a lot, mm-hmm. um, and it, and I I think it shows him that that I not only love him and being willing to be there for him at that point in time, but from thereafter. Yeah. When I tell when I tell you I've I've prayed for you. Yeah, exactly. Like when you when you tell that person, hey, I prayed for you. I want you to make sure you know that I prayed for you. Um, it's that keeping yourself also accountable. Like, did I actually pray for this person? When you see them like, oh my goodness, I forgot to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Or oh, when you see them like, oh my goodness, yes, I get to talk to this person and say, hey, how have you been? Mm. Has yeah. God been answering my prayer and your prayers as well? Mm-hmm. If he hasn't, let us continue to pray. That if he doesn't answer it the way we see fit, that he answers it nonetheless. 
this is really this is really a uh, a whole nother episode right? yeah. <laughs> on prayer yeah. on prayer yeah uh, because I want to add that you should also have a prayer journal and and I'm speaking mm. to myself as well I have a prayer journal but it's really inconsistent yeah like I I do it for like two days and then the next three days I don't do it and I do it again um, but have a prayer journal and 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 what I've heard um, and it actually works because sometimes you're in a moment of I don't know where God is or I don't know how God is moving. I don't know how God is, is being active in my life. Um, have write down the prayers that you have for each week or maybe each day. Yeah. And then and then compare them when when you feel like a prayer has been answered, you you write that down as well, right next to like so I have two columns. Yeah. This prayer has been answered by this. Or I see this prayer being answered by this. Or I see I don't need to pray this prayer because it's it's different. Like my my point of view, my perspective has changed. Or I don't. I God has yet to answer or change my perspective. You know, and that really shows you a growth. Um, you see how you're growing spiritually, but it's also it shows uh, your how God is moving. Yeah. Maybe maybe in that day you don't feel God moving, but just yesterday He did. Yeah, and that brings a lot of optimism. It's it's that ability to go back on. It's almost it's almost ability to go back on your records of life, and see how God has been active in your life. The same way we go back in in the Bible and see how God has been active in the Bible. Exactly. Oh. And it, and it's the history of, for me, Bradford, you know, and his his spiritual journey. Like these are the memoirs that people would read, like the Psalms of David. When you see somebody crying out. Anyway, uh, we're kind of be yeah, yeah, going let's, on let's a little bit. <laughs> segue back into this. So, so we got uh, Romans 1, 11 through 12. Uh-huh. Um, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts, uh, gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you um, in order that I might have a harvest among you just as I have had among the other Gentiles. Uh, um, Paul, um, again, wrote Romans. Um, but you see here how he wants to, he wants to encourage them. Uh, verse 12, that, that is that you may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. When you're, when you're, alone or when you when you don't take part in community you can't be encouraged by somebody else's victory yeah that is such a crucial part and i i can't tell you how many times i felt that way where i went to i went to church and i'm just like man i don't know where god is mm. man this is this is just like bogus like i feel like i've been i'm being put into the rear you yeah. know or something yeah like going to church and hearing somebody like, man, I've been praying this prayer for like two years now and it's finally coming to pass. Mm-hmm. Or I've been praying this prayer and, you know, God is becoming in, in a huge way. Oh my gosh. Especially when it becomes like when it's something about health. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in the hospital. I've been struggling with chemo. Um, This is one person actually in particular. I used to live with this person. She she was, uh, um, she had a breast cancer. And boom, like after a few months, completely gone. 
but but she was in fervent prayer, you know. Yeah. And like people praying for her, man, that is just like goosebumps, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, have you ever had that experience? Um, in being encouraged by somebody else's. So for me, that was my step away from God. Yeah. Uh, my when I stepped away from God for those that that year and a half. Yeah. Uh, having Brad, my cousin, and my best friend all being there for me and displaying God's love that. We're going to be with you, and in your even when you're stepped out of the church, we're still going to care and love for you, even if you're not in the fold. And then when we notice you're ready to come back into fold, we will welcome you with open arms, loving with you there in that moment. So it's for me, even though I was had no desire to follow God, I didn't know where else to go, and they were like, "Well, we know where you have to go," and that was for me. That was that seeing someone else's record and being able to you know, see the community of God and step back into that. I think it was, there was also that particular time of after uh, the mountain trip, uh, the AT trip. Yeah. Um, it, it was like shortly after that is when everything started to kind of fall into place for you. Um, so I, I went on the Appalachian Trail and it was just a, a life-changing experience uh, to not even... I feel like that's an understatement, if anything. <laughs> um, and coming back to sharing those stories with him and just wishing that he was there. I know, like, like shortly after that is when things started to change for him. I know, from just for me just watching and being there for him. Um, but uh, moving on here, for the last one, um, the last piece of scripture is Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Yeah. And it, I'm going to start from 10, just because I hate starting in, like, Period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's more of a complete sentence. So, starting at 10, ESV, Ephesians 4, 10 through 16. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints, that is the church, for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, again, the church, until we all attain. We all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. Uh, to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ so that we may, not, we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried by the wind, every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from who the whole body joined, held together by every joint which, with which is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grown, grow with that it's, with, so that it builds itself up in love. Okay. <laughs> that was a little long. <laughs> yeah, that was a little long. And we got a longer one coming up, too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to chop it up. Yeah. But, um, um, but. As you can see there, like God, God is very much active. Yeah, very much active in a community, mm -hmm. and it's it's not even like oh, it's just the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit is God. Yeah, is part of God, but God the Father is very much active in that in a community, yeah. imparting His Spirit to these um to these individuals, prophets, teachers, you know, and that kind of goes into the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. That that act of seeing so many 
not only does God bring the church together when he was here on earth as the son, uh, bringing up disciples and unifying those who he comes in contact with his elect, um, he also equips those to continue to care for the church and bring up the saints and the body of Christ so that it is better reflecting the holistic trinity, the, the trinity as a whole, not just in parts of the Father or the Spirit or the Son, but all of the trinity in its perfect unity. Mm. And that's that's and that's the beauty, which if you see that the Godhead in and of itself yeah. is, is like a sort of community. Like each each one is playing its part in this. It like it, it's so deep. I mean, we still don't understand the Trinity. Don't. Like and I and that's one of the mysteries that, in my opinion, we'll never understand until we get to him and ask questions. But um, he's he is literally the reflection of a good community. Yeah, and that kind of brings us to our next point. What does a good community look like? Now. The Bible, all of the Bible, even the Old Testament, shows what good bad what good community is and what bad community is. Yep. When two people are together, there's a community. Where two or more gathered in my name, I am there. I am there. Yep. Amen. You know, so what does a good community look like? Yeah. Um, there's I mean, we could go back into first John. We could go back to Galatians, Romans, Ephesians. Read. Read your word because mm-hmm. a good community is edifying. It's growing. I yeah. mean, we could, there's so much, so much scripture on um, what a good community is and what a reflection of a good community is. But Acts as a whole is, is, is what a good community is. Yep. Pure, undefiled religion is this. Uh, is this caring for the orphans and the widows. Yep. You know, like that is good community. Mm-hmm. Like when everybody feels loved and, and cared for where they can't wait to come together again. That is good community. Where everyone's taken care of. And the minute you see a need that isn't being met, you step in and you take care of that need. Yes. And if you can't, you you find somebody that can. So that, you know? Yeah. And then when you have a need that isn't being met, someone else can recognize that because their need has been met and they can help meet your need. And everybody's pouring into one, one another. Like creating this like infinite loop, which is kind of cool as well. Yeah. Um. So, personally, we've been we've been blessed to be a part of some amazing communities. Definitely. Um. I don't. I think there's only one church that I've been to, which is actually part of my story, where um, my testimony, where it wasn't. I just feel like it wasn't such a good good community. It felt more. Um. Not task oriented. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just like, hey, all right, I prayed, check. You know, all right, went to church, check. But now yeah. to get back into the world, mm-hmm. not to do, do what I normally do. You know, and and a good community is is something that you just feel, you just feel like something's off. You know, like like yeah. like like you're like, whoa, I'm in a different this space is too here. Good to be yeah, true this here. is too good. Like, who who are you saying hello to me? You know? <laughs> yeah. Why are you welcoming me with welcome, um, big big open arms and making yeah. me feel loved? You know, and and the message is like not exactly what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Mm. You know, and and after that, people they're encouraging you to get plugged into. Uh, the church they encourage not only because they need people but because they want to pour into you as well they want you to become a member of the church so they could 
um, pour into you and give you a mentor or something like that. Yeah. And we're going to get into that because um, we're this is the first part of the community series. I'm not series, uh, uh, first part of community. Uh, second part, we're going to get into more of the application. Um, um, but for right now, we're just going to kind of breeze over this. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just you you feel good. And there's there's definitely parts uh, um scripture in the Bible, as you say, um, um, Romans, Ephesians, especially in Ephesians, actually, all of them, like Galatians, Romans, Ephesians, even yeah. First Corinthians, First Corinthians, yeah. all of these give you examples of a good community. So yeah. go ahead and give those a read. Um, but we want to talk about um, um, definitely something to stay away from. Yeah, and that is the lone wolf mentality. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to do it all. I'm gonna do bad all by myself. Like I am. I am in this alone. I don't need to go to church. And I think I've heard this so many times, um, in the in my last like a uh, few years of of just you know trying to evangelize and stuff. Why don't you go to the ch- Why don't you go to church? And it's oh well, you know, I got burned by the church, so I could read the Bible myself and extract what I need to get. You mm-hmm. know. I, I could I, I could read the Bible so or I could pray alone, you know, and it's just like that's not that's good. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. But you need like capital N E E D, all of it, just bold, underline, italics, whatever you need to do, you need community. Yeah. There's an yeah, there's an important in Reading the Bible on your own, there's the important on understanding that you must have relationship you personally first with the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in order for you to properly be in community with others. But there's also that understanding where my I'm not complete unless I'm part of the body of Christ. Because that's what I've been called to. That's what I've been saved into. That's what my whole that that is what I'm. That's part of the people I've been saved with. Yeah, I mean, so and that gives that gives way um, to being being part of this movement. Mm. I'm not only sharpening myself, mm-hmm. but I'm sharpening somebody else, and they're sharpening me. Exactly. Because there's some things that people go through that you may not go through but that gives you a whole different view of the world. Uh, there's a there's been a few times, um, a, a couple times where that's happened to me. Maybe I don't struggle with that. Maybe I haven't um, done that. You know, maybe I haven't gangbanged, you know. But I know mm-hmm. that your story has changed my point of view on not only, uh, um, you know, just that, that sort of lifestyle, but I've, I've changed my point of view of God because of how you tackled your issue. It's, it's a group effort. Being alone on this path is not easy. Because the devil will make sure it's not easy. He will tempt you with low-hanging fruit. He will tempt you with all the things and splendors of the world. He's done it to Jesus. But only Jesus is strong enough to say no, you <laughs> yeah. know? Uh, and and that's that's um, just something just to walk away from. If, somebody, if, you, if somebody's trying to tempt you into being in the lone wolf mentality, rebuke that. You know, if if you feel like, man, this church isn't doing it for me, I'm just going to do it alone. Find a new church. Do not do it alone. I repeat, do not 
yeah. because you're going to fall and you're going to you're not going to be as strong as you could have been if you were plugged into a community. First Corinthians 12. Um, this is a long one. We're going to read 12 through 14 and uh, 21 through 26. Um, and this is basically speaking on the unity and, and diversity of the body because we are the body of Christ and we are each members of this body, whether you're a toenail or you, you're like a, a whole brain. Who knows? But you're a part of the body and this is what it speaks to. Mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 and 21 through 6. I'm going to read 12 through 14 first. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentiles, slaves or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And we're going to skip down to 21. I, I urge you, just read the all of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, really good read. Um, and it also goes into um, this, the spirit and the working of the spirit and how you're part of the body. Uh, but we're just going to kind of go through it. Verse 21. Uh, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable retreat with special honor. And the parts that are, unpresent, are unpresentable and treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its, that its parts should have equal concern for one another. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Let's, 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 first of all, let's keep this, as, um, this body metaphor going. If one part suffers, everything suffers. Yeah. Have you ever smashed your toe on a Bro, corner? Bro, started. It's crippling. <laughs> yeah. I've seen grown men hit their toes and fall into the ground like children who just got beat. Yes, and it's 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 it, it just makes you think. Okay, now what if I was part of this body? What if I was an element? You know, and what if I was a finger or I was a kidney? I don't know. You know, if one of if you are trying to say, hey, I don't need any of you guys. I'm going to do this alone. You are going to die. What happens when, when something is removed from the body? It literally decomposes. Yeah. You know, so again, I'm, I mean, we're not going to beat a dead horse here, but you have to understand you cannot do it alone. If you're a finger, be a part of the body. Do what a finger does best. Do what a hand does best. You know, and grip things and do do what you're called to do. And we'll talk more about this in the next episode of being in, being in com- community. And we're going to talk about what spiritual gifts are and, and what your gifts are in the body. But um, we also want to kind of talk to you guys about what a toxic community is. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you know you're part of a toxic community or um, you're about to get involved with the toxic community? Um, there's a few 
um, scriptures on that. Um, we have Titus. Uh, both of two of them are in Titus. We have Titus um, three ten and Titus one twelve. Uh, do you want to read three ten? Yeah, I got three ten. Okay. So Titus three ten reads, "As for a person who stirs up the vision after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful. He is self condemned." This is ESV, by the way, and the importance of just reading that is. When you see someone in the church trying to break apart or trying to pull people out of the church or causing disunity within the church, once you have them repent, second time you have them repent, third time it's time to cut them out, mm-hmm. cut them out. They just it serves no benefit to the church if someone is constantly trying to bring in this false doctrine, especially when the church is trying to be true to Christ. And not only that, it, it also bleeds into other people's walk. So yeah. how does this affect you? Well, there's there's a church government, and, and this is also an Acts, um, basically defining what the church looks like. It, and also 2 Timothy, First and 2 Timothy speaks on it too. Um, but... You, you as a member of, of the church, if you see something happening like this, let's say you're you're this is brand new to the church. You come in and you're like, okay, day one. You know, I always say give give a church three three strikes. Like if you go the first three times and you're not feeling it, move move on. Yeah. But um, that you come into the church and you see people talking behind their backs. You're not gonna see it. You have to kind of listen for it and what yeah. people say. But you know, you kind of see things that's like, okay, this this doesn't feel right. You know, um, leave. That's yeah. my opinion. It, it, if, if they did, if you went all three times, you know, maybe you did a little small group here or there or took part of something and you feel really bad and you see that there's busy bodies, there's enviable people and, and just people who like there's just animosity in the air, leave. And this isn't to say that if you find a few bad eggs, in the whole basket, so throughout the entire basket. Of course. This means if the entire basket smells like rotten eggs, dip out. Yes. It's, and you're not going to cook with it. What good does it serve? It's not. It's not. It's all of them are green. All of them are, are vile, you know? And, and, and it shows. I mean, you, you, you have to kind of um, kind of gain understanding and wisdom, but if you do not feel comfortable and there's, your spirit is speaking to you, I urge you to leave. Find another one. You know, because your spirit is wiser than you. (laughs) So, um, and then the second thing, if you're part of a church already and you see people talking bad about each other and there's just a bad culture being grown up, nip it in the bud. Talk to the pastor, you know, talk to the elder and say, hey, you know, I've told this person to stop. I've, you know, but they just refuse to. And and there's there's a whole order about it. Um, we could probably do another episode on church government. Um, I actually went through this in CDOC and in um, STAB, yeah. Um, which is studying and teaching the Bible. So um, I would love to actually do an episode on that church um, government. Mm-hmm. But um, I have Titus one twelve. Here we go. Uh, verse twelve. One of Crete's own prophets has said it. Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, and lazy gluttons. Cretans could be replaced with your local church, 
cretins could replace with you or that one Billy from across the street who goes to church. If you are a liar, a glutton, you know, lazy, evil, an evil brute, malicious, mm-hmm. you know, you are not being a part of the body, an active member, a, a contributing member to the body because sin doesn't only affect the one, it affects the many. Yeah. It, it proliferates through, through the church. And if one person gets away with it, we all get away. I mean, they all get away with it. Yeah. You know? So you need to nip it in the bud right immediately and try, to, try your best to find, not find, but visually see um, these things taking part. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Romans 12, 2, and this is the last thing. Yeah. So again, I am reading out of ESV. He killed James. No, that's Acts. Wow. I really <laughs> just misclick on that. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you get a real Bible, guys. No e-Bibles. <laughs> I'm joking. They're great. Um, Romans 12 to ESV. Do not be comfort- conformed. conformed by this world but be transformed by renewal of my, of your mind that by the testing that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um I I think that's just that's it right there. You're you're a Christian now. You have mm-hmm. to renew your mind. You know, when you're in church, it is a gathering, it is a community of like-minded individuals all we're all broken yes but we shouldn't stay broken yeah we shouldn't be okay with brokenness we have to strive for better um and this that's just a small little look into toxic community i've actually been a part of one i've seen the busy bodies i've seen people like pointing and ooh, what is what are they wearing that's not their sunday best i've seen it and it's not fun to be a part of. You don't Definitely feel welcome. Not. And you it just makes you want to kind of recede into your shell and go somewhere else, you know, or even just stay home and read your Bible. But again, you need community. God calls us to be in community. You can't do this alone. Um, and with that, um, we are finished with this episode. And don't forget, religion, Christianity isn't just a religion, it's a relationship. God chose to reestablish with his children. All right. 